Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Good afternoon and welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Katherine Miller, the host of this new show. I'm a family lawyer based here in Westchester County, and I've been working in the field of family law for close to 30 years. And during that time, I've worked with hundreds of clients and experienced a divorce myself, and I have learned a few things along the way that I think would be interesting for people to hear about on these weeks. This show, Dialogue on Divorce, is intended to help listeners understand what's involved in a divorce and what options divorcing people have to untangle the different threads of their lives, from legal status to money to parenting and more. We will air biweekly. That's every other week here on WVOX 1460 on your AM dial or worldwide at WVOX.com. And each show will have a different guest who's an expert on some aspect of relationships and divorce. With the exception of today, we will be accepting calls from listeners with questions and comments so that we can truly have a dialogue on divorce. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Ann Jackler. Ann is a psychotherapist specializing in couple and individual treatment. Her expertise is focused on issues related to premarital, marital separation, and divorce therapy. And throughout the years, she has led several separation and divorce support psychotherapy groups, and she has a master's in social work and postmaster's training from the Ackerman Institute and the Family Institute of Westchester. Anne has served as a supervisor at the Mamarina Community Counseling Center and Jewish Family Service. Additionally, she held an adjunct lecturer position at New York University School of Social Work and Fordham University School of Social Service. She has consulted and lectured at various community settings and continues to collaborate with physicians and attorneys. She has had a full-time private practice for adults in Scarsdale for over 30 years. Welcome, Anne. Welcome, Catherine. Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you here today. And, you know, I thought would be an interesting thing for us to talk about today, this being the first show, Dialogue on Divorce, would be what leads people to make the decision to divorce. You know, I have a theory. And frankly, when I meet people at parties and people find out what I do, they often ask me, what leads people to make the decision to divorce? And what's the largest cause of divorce, in your opinion, they'll say to me. And I think that what I've come to think over the years is that what it really is, is a breakdown of communication. People are unable, for some reason, to develop a way to to resolve conflict. And so they either don't have conflict conversations or they don't find a way to give enough space to both of them. And they ultimately have a breakdown in the communication between them, which leads to some of these other issues and fights about money or fights about parenting or fights about sex, rather than it being that issue in and of itself that leads to the decision to divorce. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that. I think that's very well said, and that's part of the way I see the story of divorce. Oftentimes, and we know that the divorce rate is considerably high, we're talking about an almost 50% divorce rate. So oftentimes, when folks call, 
exactly what you're saying, Catherine, that the, the call is about help around those particular areas of conflict. And while that's incredibly important for me to pay attention to and very much something I take seriously in understanding the story, it doesn't tell me the whole story. And one of the things that I, I try to pay attention to is understanding that inside the fighting and the stress and the conflict and the loud noise is something that kind of resonates in a kind of a three-part way. My experience for over 30 years tells me that folks get disconnected and the story presents itself in a fight or in an issue with a parent or conflict around money or children. These three pieces are the kind of way I understand the pivotal core issue. One is, are you there for me? That's what they're asking about their to their partner. So in, in the couple, each one wants the other one to be able to demonstrate support. Support, but it's a more primal, a more basic, a more core sense of these three questions. Are you there for me? Do my feelings matter to you? Do you notice me? Will you respond to me when I need you? Are you safe? Those three questions. So sometimes the stories are very riveting and compelling. We have to pay attention to communication. But I like to go underneath that. And that really helps change someone kind of on a deeper level. And those changes oftentimes last and can really impact the couple's choice between staying married and ending in divorce. So you mean if they come in to treatment or to therapy together before that gets too far down the road of feeling missed or feeling unheard and unsupported, that somehow your work with them can help them start to identify themselves in the darkness exactly. of, of, this, of this sense of isolation and work together. And, and, and then sometimes they would be able to find each other in that and not actually need to make a decision to divorce. Right. So one of the things that's incredibly important is unless there is some real risk or danger to the safety of partner, I invite people to slow down because one of the things that we learn is that all human beings are wired to connect. And when we don't feel connected, when we feel lost, when we feel we're floating around without a sense of attachment, what I call a primal panic sets in. Um, and that fear, that sense of, I don't matter, I don't feel that my presence makes a difference, sets up a fight-flight kind of response. So here's, here's the way it shows itself when a couple might come into my office. When you're in fight mode and some real fear that I'm not known to you or that you're rejecting me, there's a lot of blame that goes on and a lot of contempt that occurs and a lot of defensiveness occurs and sometimes stonewalling or separating or avoiding a withdrawal occur. And those are some of the impacts of what happens and some of the issues that lead to divorce or when people are struggling with their pain and the way they take care of their pain is to blame. They become contemptuous. They get defensive. So we need to really kind of understand that those are protective measures that the person is using to take care of the inside story. So slowing them down and really kind of saying, hold on a minute, let's see if we can really kind of understand what the story is all about is very useful. 
So one thing that really helps people is to take the time to really see what's going on rather than to make rash decisions. Absolutely. So this is Dialogue on Divorce. We're here every other Wednesday at 5 o'clock on WVOX, 1460 on your AM dial. This is Catherine Miller, and today I'm talking to Ann Jackler, a psychotherapist from Westchester County with an expertise in couples work. And we're talking about what leads people to make the decision to divorce and how they might head that off at the pass. Right now, that's what we're talking about, how they might take some steps when their relationship starts to experience stress and work with Ann or another psychotherapist to help them heal that relationship rather than to call someone like me who usually is more the end of the road for the marriage. Right. And so you're raising a really important point. When is it appropriate? How do you know when it's time to call someone like myself? And one of the things that we know about what makes a successful marriage, it's not really about the differences that people have. You referred to the, this point very much earlier in the conversation. I thought it was exactly right. It has to do with how do people negotiate their differences? Is there a friendship? Is there a sense that there's humor that can attend to a disagreement? So we need to look at when those bonds get fractured, people are much more vulnerable and run the risk of more alienation and more conflict. And so early on, I like to recommend that we not let too much time go by if you feel that your marriage is in trouble because there's too much space, that you that each of the fights feels so familiar and you can't seem to repair. Repair is essential. And you start to move away rather than wait until the erosion occurs even further. I invite you to consider even making an appointment to assess whether couples therapy is helpful. I think that's a really good point because one thing that I notice in my practice is that people have often had couples counseling. And oftentimes they come in and they say that it was too little too late, that one person at least had made the decision to leave the marriage well before, well before they started couples counseling. And that's my own experience as well, that by the time I realized that my own marriage was in serious trouble, by the time that I, and I said to my ex-husband, I was the person making a decision to to leave the marriage at the time, I said to my ex-husband at the time, we need to go into therapy of all kinds. And I really did try. But I think that in my heart of hearts, it was too late. It was really too late. And I'd already kind of sealed that place in my heart. And I wasn't able to go back and reopen it. And it didn't feel safe to do that as much of the way that you're you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know this end, but just for the listeners out there, I gave it I made a decision to stop litigating after my own experience of divorce. And I use that experience and what I learned about myself with my work with my clients all the time. And I see this over and over and over again, that people really shy away or are afraid to maybe really examine the issues in the marriage until it's too late to do that. And I think, you know, divorce is something that is sad and scary and expensive and and necessary you know, for some people, um, but you really should know that it's what you want before you embark on the path. And I really emphasize that for my clients. So except for, again, for issues of safety, 
my experience is that even when we see 911 couples, couples that are in the 11th hour, my experience is that very often, even when it feels like someone is done, there many, many, many of these issues are solvable. And so sometimes they're not. And sometimes that's when separation counseling becomes incredibly important because we take ourselves wherever we go in whatever relationship. So it's really important to both find some therapist who will work with you around managing the separation, dealing with the loss, dealing with the the death of the family, the death, and when I mean death of the family, I mean the family as you know it is no longer the same. That grief process can be very painful, and oftentimes we all need coaches to get through that. But on the other hand, if you kind of can check into the relationship earlier and see where we're really going down in the wrong direction, and you get the right therapist who can say, slow down, let up. It, divorce is always an option, but let's see if we can kind of take a look at each person's part and how to understand the dance. You know, you said something a, a couple of minutes ago, maybe less than a minute ago about we take ourselves with us when we go. And I think that's a really valuable point. And, and one thing that I want to say about my experience about people is that they're always somehow surprised, not always, but sometimes surprised that the person that they're divorcing acts the way the person they're divorcing acts, right? You know, so that and that they engage in the same way, like somehow the decision to divorce just kind of heightens what was the, the conflict dynamic that was there before and the little bit that was working for them doesn't work anymore. And actually, it's interesting that one of the questions that I ask my clients when they come into the office is when you were successfully married, how did you resolve conflict? And it's shocking to me how oftentimes people say, we didn't really have conflict. Clearly, they did have conflict because otherwise they wouldn't have made an appointment and come in to see me but they didn't really have a way to resolve conflict. And another thing about that is, you know, the divorce rate, it's a sort of common knowledge that the divorce rate is at 50%. And really, that's a kind of blended rate between first and second marriages. And the divorce rate for first marriage is actually considerably lower than that. But the divorce rate for second marriages is actually quite higher than that. And so the blended rate then is around 50%. And so when you take yourself out of a first marriage, and maybe it was one that really wasn't working well, you don't take the time to do some of the things that I think you're talking about to really look at your own participation and the conflict dynamic and what went along, then there's a very good chance that you'll just end up kind of out of the frying pan into the fire in another relationship that ultimately doesn't work. And that can be very disheartening for people. I just want to remind you again that you're listening to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller. We're here every other Wednesday at WVOX 1460 on the AM dial. That's WVOX.com for worldwide listeners. And we're here to have conversations about the various threads that are woven into people's lives of marriage and divorce and really what people need to consider in considering the decision to divorce, what's legal, what's financial, what's emotional, what's parenting, all those issues. And today's guest is Ann Jackler a psychotherapist with an expertise in couples and individual work with an office in Westchester County. And we are talking about what leads people to make the decision to divorce. And thank you for talking about the issue of separation and having each partner take a look at the piece that belongs to them. What's incredibly important as well is that the way that they untangle 
the way that they try to to attempt to move on never is a full divorce because whether or not one has children, pets, etc., one is forever entangled. And even if you don't, you have a common history. You have and, a common and history. That's that really will... an important thing right. that that your memory will never be expunged of this marriage or this right. relationship. And part of the work, sometimes I see folks who are still mourning a divorce that may have occurred many years ago. And part of my work is to help them understand the story and to perhaps even write the story a little differently in their heads. Because when we feel victimized, we often tell ourselves a story that lands us in other relationships that recreate the same pattern. And Talk a little bit more about that story. What do you mean by that? each person's story. This is uh, incredibly important when we talk about understanding where each person has come from prior to their marriage. What was their experience in their own families? How do they see themselves when they have felt that the marriage has fallen apart? How do they explain that to themselves? How do they see their role? What's the story they said about their partner? And that story, that theme if they don't get challenged, or if that story isn't explained in a, in a way that's taken out of the subjective experience of that particular marriage and worked with a professional, we will, chances are, repeat it in our next relationships. So just get a little curious about what you might be saying to yourself when you think about your relationship. You know, it's funny. I was the first person in my family to get divorced ever. And before I got married the first time, I'm remarried now. My grandmother, to whom I was very, very close, pulled me aside. This is maybe two or three days before my wedding. And she said, remember that I was a divorce lawyer at the time. She said, Catherine, you know, you can never get divorced. And I said, what do you mean? Of course, I'm going to get divorced if I'm unhappy. That's what people do. And she said, no, you must never get divorced. Family comes first. And what she meant was, if I was an alcoholic, that was okay. If I had to take drugs, that was okay. If I had to have affairs, that was okay, that the family came first, and that meant staying together. And I've really come to believe that family does come first, but it doesn't mean staying together necessarily, because I think that relationship, that people can be so squelched in an unsuccessful relationship that they really aren't there for their children. And one of the decisions, the reasons that led me to make a decision to get divorced myself was that I didn't want my children seeing this as the way people should relate to each other. Because mm -hmm. I didn't think that my ex-husband and I really had a particularly healthy relationship in the way that we communicated with each other. And we really weren't demonstrating that for our children. So in, in some ways, my grandmother's story, that family comes first, was what did lead me to make the decision to take a path that was very alien to me and, and anyone in my family, that I had to go you know, out on my own and show more independence from this relationship. Well, I thought you were going to say that your grandmother was saying that we can never leave our family, even when we divorce. And so one of the things that I work on is how can couples successfully divorce? And that's where your work and our work together really enforce and reinforce that it's an opportunity since a couple will never fully divorce, especially if their lives are entangled in concrete ways with children, how can they work through the change in the family, renegotiating their roles, recreating a new structure, and 
when you're in the middle of a separation and you are devastated that you are emotionally kind of every piece of your stability has been rocked to the core at the very same time that your house, so to speak, your, your structure is also in disarray. It's an incredibly vulnerable time. So it's very helpful to work with an attorney who can kind of do the structure to secure the base, to feel like you have anchor at the same time that the family can work on this separation. It's an opportunity to actually redo some of the roles, to tell yourself another story, but also it's an opportunity to work with a professional who can help you grieve. Yeah. And I think that you're, you're raising for me one of my pet, I don't know what the word is, but one of something that I feel very passionate about. And that is that people who are in that place often feel very vulnerable and they feel humiliated and embarrassed and ashamed. And they land up sometimes in the hands of professionals who don't explain their options to them. And people should really be able to make the kinds of choices in terms of how they make the decisions that need to be made if they're going to divorce. So in New York State, 97% of divorces settle before a judge hands down a decision after a trial. So really, it's a matter of deciding how you're going to make those decisions, how you're going to settle, rather than whether or not you're going to settle. And I think that there are a number of different ways and a number of different ways, including collaborative law and mediation, where the couple can work together with mental health professionals and also with financial specialists to approach each issue that they need to approach with real expertise and targeted support in order to get the best possible result that they are capable of achieving at that time. Right. At a time when they feel really vulnerable, big decisions are being made at a time when your house is in disarray. And so we always believe that if you feel too much, you can't think smart. And so your work and my work together is a way to kind of support that process. Yeah. And so for any listeners out there who are interested in learning more about the options uh, for divorce, you could find them on my website, which is www.westchesterfamilylaw.com. Call and give us a query if you have one or send an email. And Anne, I also want to give listeners an opportunity to be able to reach you if they have any questions. Do you have a telephone number? Absolutely. And I'm uh, my practice is in Scarsdale, New York. My number is 725-7985. And that's in the 914 area code? That's in the 914 code. area code. I should also say that sometimes folks decide at any stage of the game, whether it's marriage, separation, or divorce, that their partner is unwilling to come. And we work or I work with whatever present, whoever wants to contact. If your partner is not ready, that's okay too. What I also do is offer separation and divorce groups so that support can be offered on many different levels. That's great. I think that that's really useful information for people to have when they're wondering about that. And sometimes it can feel a little embarrassing to uh, go into a group setting, but to have someone who in a confidential way is going to listen and offer some guidance and support and some way to help think through the questions that people are, are asking themselves when they're unhappy in their marriages and wondering whether or not divorce is the right path to take to be able to reach someone like yourself and talk about that with that kind of support and understanding is really very useful. And so thank you so much, Anne, for joining us today on Dialogues for Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller. We'll be here every other Wednesday at five o'clock on WVOX 1460 on the AM dial or WVOX.com. On our next show, we're going to be speaking with Mickey McQuaid. She's a collaborative divorce coach and the author of a number of books on 12-step 
approaches to divorce, and she runs a 12-step divorce support group in White Plains, and she'll be here with the details about that. And Mickey and I will be talking a little bit about the collaborative divorce process as well as her 12-step program, and I'm looking forward to that. And Anne, is there any last words of wisdom that you have for listeners before we end our show today? You know, I think that this is a a wonderful beginning way to have a conversation. And as you said, many people feel shame. And and please give a phone call to either Catherine or I, because you don't have to be alone. And you're describing very normal processes that we can be helpful. Why don't you give us your phone number one more time? Thank you. It's 914-725-7985. People can reach me at westchesterfamilylaw.com or 914-738-7765. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.